I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of God Bless Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, today's subject is pretty special to me personally. Ladies and gentlemen, today I am going to talk about Lance Dunbar, a fellow UNT graduate who spent several years playing for the Cowboys and had a brief stint with the Los Angeles Rams. But before I get into that, there's some actually some Dallas Cowboys news that I had just received. Amari Cooper actually just underwent ankle surgery. Apparently he posted the picture of this on his Instagram story. He uh, There's a, his right leg with, in a protective boot. Okay. And sources say the surgery was just a cleanup procedure and it will not require a lengthy rehab, which is really good. Alright. Looks like it's nothing really serious. You know, sometimes when, when you're an athlete, you play sports, you know, your body go th- goes through, you know, hell. And sometimes you just gotta, got, you gotta have these uh, routine or precautionary surgeries that are cleanup procedures. Just, you know, take care of stuff. You know, I'm not sure exactly what they do. I've, I've never had such an operation, but... But from what I'm told, a lot of athletes have these certain surgeries, and it's really, you know, it's, it senses it's to avoid, you know, getting serious injuries in the future. So it's really, it's all precautionary. But anyway, let's get down to business. Lance Dunbar. You know, one of the biggest regrets I have in life is that I was not there at the University of North Texas when he played. His final year in 2011, when North Texas had, had one, of its, one of its best records in a long time, Getting five wins, I mean, that hadn't been seen in so long. And, you know, Lance Dunbar is just one of the greatest players uh, from the North Texas Mean Green football program. And really, I just wish that I could have at least watched him play. But I was glad to actually watch him play uh, football, you know, overall. I mean, I watched him play for the Cowboys, you know, not, not just on television, but I was actually able to see him play, you know, in person. So, it was great. It certainly was. And, you know, actually, believe it or not, I actually watched him play a high school football game during his days with the Halt, at Haltom City High School. Uh, but what we should keep in mind, though, is that he actually transferred to Haltom High School. The, the dude is originally from New Orleans. It was, you know, Hurricane Katrina is what, you know, resulted in him and his family relocating to the DFW area. And he, and he would go to Haltom High School. You know, but my high school, I'm a moderate, Keller High School. And Keller High School, you know, played many games with Haltom, especially during that time. And... I just remember seeing a Halton player, a running back, running all over the field, so I'm pretty sure that was Lance Dunbar. Lance Dunbar would accept a football scholarship to the University of North Texas. Go mean green. Okay, you know what? And he chose UNT for the same reason I did, because it was close to home. See, I was a journalism major, so, you know, I could have gone to the University of Houston. I, I could have even gone to Oklahoma. I was actually linked with a couple of officials at the University of Oklahoma, uh, the only reason why I didn't go at the end of the day was simply because of the out-of-state tuitions. And even though my dad would say that it didn't matter, like, it, it's okay, I said, well, you know what? UNT has a great journalism program that's close to home because I want to be close to the family. Family is always important. But, man, playing, you know, from 2008 to 2011, I mean, this dude, just so many accomplishments. I mean, I'm going to take a look. The leading rusher in school history, 4,224 rushing yards. First in career touchdowns, 49. First in career all-purpose yards, 5,375. Tied in 100-yards rushing games, 21. That's a tie with Patrick Cobbs. First in career points, 294. 
First in career rushing touchdowns, 41. Second in career rushing attempts, 782. First running back in school history with three consecutive 1,000 yards rushing seasons. Second running back in school history, two consecutive 1,000 yard rushing seasons. And to top it of all, in 2016, Dunbar was inducted into the North Texas Athletics Hall of Fame. Wow. And that was actually the year I graduated from the University of North Texas, so it was great that it was a good year for me and for Lance Dunbar. And before before I talk about his Cowboys career, I'm going to tell you all something. I actually met Lance Dunbar once. It was at the Gaylord Texas. It was in 2013, right before Thanksgiving. Talked to the guy, shook his hand. You know, I was wearing a mean green shirt, and he recognized that, and he said he liked his shirt. And I said, well, I go there, and I told him. You know, in UNT, you know, in 2013, UNT had, like, one of the best seasons in program history. I mean, that year, UNT, you know, won a bowl game. You know, uh, the Heart of Dallas Bowl beat, beat the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, 36-14. You know, sometimes, you know, it just makes, makes me think, if, if Lance Dunbar could have been on a team that, to go to a bowl game. But you know what? Lance Dunbar broke a lot of records. And you know what? He was playing for the Cowboys. I think that is super respectable. And it was such an honor to talk to him. Not surprisingly, he was passed over in the 2012 NFL Draft. Of course, because of size concerns. <laughs> of course, you know, a lot of players being, you know, you know, being passed on all because of their size. But, you know, a lot of people sometimes forget size tells one story, but talent and skills tells another. But I was happy to see that he was signed as an, as an undrafted free agent by the Cowboys on April 28, 2012. I'll never forget actually reading the reports. I was like, oh, great. A North Texas dude is going to get a chance. But, man. But I was scared that, you know, anytime he's, he was going to be cut, I was like, oh, please, don't cut the guy. You know, th- this dude's worked really hard. You know, give him a chance. But, man. That preseason, I mean, watching him play that preseason was just was a lot of fun. You know, basically, you know, he was, you know, excelling, you know, in, in the running back position as well as special teams. You know, it was great for him. It was actually enough for him to actually earn a spot on the practice squad, which, believe it or not, is no easy task. So I was pretty happy to see Lance Dunbar get a spot on the practice squad. Of course, in my case, I would have been much happier if he had gotten a spot on the 53-man roster as a backup. You know, I was like, even though he might not get that much playing time, at least he made the team. At least he's on the squad. He's on the on the roster, on the active roster. But... Amazingly, October 8th of 2012, he was promoted to the Cowboys 53-man roster. Now, basically, he was used mainly for special teams that year. You know, had 10 special teams tackles, but did have a couple of uh, yards. You know, did did have some playing time. You know, had 21 carries for 75 yards. But what I remember that year also, you know, playing on special teams, had a couple of uh, kick returns. You know, had 12 kick uh, cough returns. Total of 261 yards. He had that 44-yard uh, uh, long one, which I remember, you know, because that was at that game. It was, it was against the Giants, 29-24. Des Bryant's pinky being out of bounds. Yeah, bad memory. But but I figure, you know, a lot of people were always saying, oh, Lance Dunbar is not good enough. To do. I mean, some people, I swear, were saying he went to UNT. I'm like, well, so what where he went? All right? How many times do we have to say this, ladies and gentlemen? A lot of athletes that are famous went to small schools. Jerry Rice, for example. Terrell Owens. They all went to small schools, so so what? Because we all have seen in history, there's more players went to small schools that succeed more than the players went to big schools, okay? At the end of the day, it does not matter what school you went to. It What matters is, are you good enough to play? If you are, then you earn your spot. Your alma mater really doesn't make a difference. 
But anyway, but 2012, really, you know, seeing him play for the Cowboys, because I went to several games that year, and, you know, watching him play was just, you know, a lot of fun. And, you know, the final game I went to, which was against Pittsburgh, you know, with Dallas winning 27-24, courtesy of that great Brandon Carr interception, certainly great to see. But, you know, that first year, you know, playing mainly on special teams, at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I was just happy that he was playing. But anyway, now, 2013, things, you know, really had to be different. There was expectations that he could certainly be a respectable backup to DeMarco Murray. But Lance Dunbar had problems with injuries, including fumbles. And that really, that really made things look bad. And, you know, he was fighting with the third string, uh, he was, he was, well, he was uh, excuse me, he was fighting for a job, you know, along with uh, Joseph Randall. And you know Joseph, and you know Joseph Randall, you know coming out of Oklahoma State was was a sixth round pick for the Cowboys. You know there was some serious competition. Okay, and you know let's not forget, you know Philip Tanner. I think Philip Tanner was still there, but don't remember much of him uh, from the 2013 season, honestly. But in 2013, what's really sad, you know, in Week Two when the Cowboys uh, were on the road playing the Kansas City Chiefs. It's unfortunate that Lance Dunbar fumbled the ball that ended up, you know, costing the Cowboys the game. And, you know, a good friend of mine, Chris Smith, who's a diehard fan of the Kansas City Chiefs and who's also a fellow UNT uh, graduate, you know, even, even it even hurts him because, you know, just like me, Chris Smith is a huge supporter of Lance Dunbar. And he wanted Lance Dunbar to succeed. But, of course, he would say, well, it's unfortunate, but my chief, he would say, and I quote, my Chiefs needed the win and Lance Dunbar gave it to them, so I'm happy. Like, yeah, it's sad, though, because the fumble, you know, really, it, it, ended, it ended the game, and it just was, it, it was really heartbreaking for me, because, you know, as y'all are learning right now, Lance, Lance Dunbar is my guy. But if I remember correctly, really, I don't know why they're exaggerating this this fumble issue, because, you know, from what I'm reading, you know, from the, from the game log of, of his 2013 campaign, he only had one fumble. But it's the, but the injuries, and really, is just really what, what really hurt him, really. But, you know, things actually started getting better, you know, because there was a game on Thanksgiving. This was actually, this was the next day after I met him. 12 carries for 82 yards, including a 45-yard run. Things were going great. Lance Dunbar was on pace to having probably, you know, one of the greatest games of his entire life. All right. Because previously before that game, Dunbar, you know, would only had never had more than like five carries, okay? And the most yards he had in a game was 20 yards, okay? And there was one game against the Vikings on November 3rd where he had three carries for negative six yards, so it just wasn't a good day for him. So it was about time that Lance Dunbar really needed to have a good game, all right? But that game against the Raiders, man, things were just going so well, you know, that 45-yard run, just absolutely amazing, really. But, and you know, average 6.8 yards, uh, Per carry, you know, that one, that, that's seven yards when you round it. But then he would suffer a season-ending knee surgery. It's a shame, you know, that year, 150 yards of running, averaging five, y- five yards per attempt. You know, but, you know, even though his season had to end that way, the Cowboys had high hopes in him because they were, they were convinced that his running ability meant something. And, you know, that's what I, that's what I was praying all the time. I was like, look... Let's be patient with him. Let's keep him for. Let's keep him. Let's not get rid of him. Let him prove himself. Give him a chance to prove himself. 
and he was proving himself in that game, but it's just a shame that he got hurt. But I'm blessed that the Cowboys still kept him, okay? Now, 2014 was certainly not really going to be a good year for him because but by then, he was officially the third-string running back for the Cowboys. DeMarco Murray, who had his best year in 2014, who was the Offensive Player of the Year, was the starter, and Joseph Randall would end up being the backup. But, you know... And in 2014, did see a, you know played 16 games, okay. And as far as rushing goes, you know only you know 29 carries for 99 yards, averaged 3.4 yards, had a 14 yard, which was the season high. But amazingly, you know as far as the on the receiving end, that's where Lance Dunbar was really excelling, because believe it or not, Lance Dunbar knew how to catch, especially on play action plays, on slot plays, and things like that. Lance Dunbar really excelled at it because of his speed. He had a, an effective speed and quickness that really made him a threat. So he had 18 catches on 22 targets, 217 yards, an average of 12 yards per catch, and he had a 40-yard 40 uh, yard uh, catch that was, was the, the season high for him. So it was good to see Lance Dunbar have a more effective method, a more useful method of him actually playing his position. Because believe it or not, there are these running backs that can catch the ball well on on screen plays and slot plays, and Lance Dunbar was really making proof of that. Okay, but you know, as far as the running game goes, you know, because he was a third string behind you know Demarco Murray and Joseph Randall, but in you know in his case, I mean, Demarco Murray was really you know getting most of the carries because you know his skill because the Cowboys had you know the the amazing offensive line wall. You know, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Doug Free. Man. Ugh, see, right, right now I'm getting emotional because from what the Cowboys had in 2020, that great offensive line wall we had six years ago, it's dead. It's the Titanic. It's at the bottom of the ocean. It's sunk, destroyed, gone forever. And it'll be years before we have an amazing wall again. It's just so sad. But... In Lance Dunbar's case, I was just glad that there was actually a part of the offense where he was able to be given hard-earned chances, and he took and he did did the most of them, did well, and he was really earning his spot on the team. He was earning the respect. He was really making North Texas proud, and and, and I was and I'm really happy for him. But now we move on to 2015. Man, 2015 didn't start off well for us. We lost to Marco Murray to the Eagles in free agency. Des Bryant got hurt in the season opener against the New York Giants. But that year, Dunbar earned a prominent role for the offense. In the first game against the Giants, he had a team-high eight catches for 70 yards, okay? And I remember this game like it was yesterday. He was a key player in that fourth-quarter game-winning drive. Two catches for 40 yards. Y'all remember that drive? I believe there was a little less than two minutes. The Cowboys had no timeouts, and they had to start at their own one-yard line. And Lance Donabar played a huge role in helping the Cowboys drive up the field to, to get that touchdown. Wow. And, uh, and I was watching that game with, with my uh, good friend, very good friend, who was my roommate at the time, Grant Higby, who, by the way, he was recently in the hospital. Grant, my, I hope you're doing all right. Hope everything's going well. We, 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 were just, we, we were overjoyed because... Much you know, just like me, Grant is also a huge supporter and a huge fan of Lance Dunbar. He wanted Lance Dunbar to succeed with the Cowboys as much as I did. You know, every day like we would just like we would check our phones to see if he was still on the team because we we were so scared. It was not because you know it was rare for North Texas players to actually 
to actually have a successful spell in, in, in the NFL. I mean, there was a time, you know, Craig Robertson, who played for the Browns and the Saints, was a linebacker for North Texas, and he had a hell of a career. So, you know, us North Texas dudes, we, need, we needed some NFL pride. We really did. But, you know, 2015 was just a disastrous year for the Cowboys, but it was just great to see Lance Dunbar, really. This, even though things were not going well, it was just great to see him play, but... In 2015, he only he only played in four games. Unfortunately, it's really it's really it's really unfortunate. But as I'm looking at his stats, you know his run his the running stats not you know only he only had you know five carries for 67 yards. Also had a, had you know tied his uh, career high for a 45 yard run. So, but on, on the receiving end, 21 catches on 23 targets. 215 yards total, averaging 10 yards per catch. Had a 39-yard long catch. It was fun. It really, it really was. But and it's just so unfortunate how it was only in four games. It was a game against the Falcons where he had a career high 10 receptions for 100 yards. So and what was said, you know, the fourth game of the season against the Saints, you know, he was the team's leading receiver and had a that 45-yard run. But in that game, he tore his ACL, his MCL, and his patellar tendon in his left knee, which was on a kickoff return. Man, it, I cried when when I learned that that he had torn his ACL because you know I just can't tell y'all how much I was just a sport. I mean, I wanted Lance Dunbar to succeed because when I had met him, you know, I told him, I I, told, I looked him in the eye and I said, "I'm rooting for you, bro. I'm rooting for you." Big time, and he and and when he expressed how much he appreciated that, it was a, it was a, it was a life impacting experience because a dude who played a you know at the at my alma mater you know like that and and to see a dude who went a dude in the NFL who went to who was same alma mater as me have some success, it feels good. It gives not only the university of pride but it, it gives me pride too because I I was training to be a sports writer at the time. I was going to school for journalism and that, this was my first semester at UNT. And he gave me the advice. I told him what I was studying, and he told me that he was rooting for me too. So somehow there was a special connection between him and me. And Lance Dunbar really, really gave me something I really needed that day. He told me that he was rooting for me. So I just can't. I just can't tell y'all how much I appreciate Lance Dunbar and, and, and just how much you know it was just awesome watching him play. But this is where the fears really were out because I, f- I feel after 2015, it was over. Like he was probably going to be released and. Maybe have you know a, one or two spells with, with other teams, you know, but both would both of which would probably be, be brief. But but on March seventeenth, two thousand sixteen, he resigned with the Cowboys on a one year deal that was worth one point seventy five million dollars. So it's like okay, well, it's not it's not a huge, expensive, you know, money truck dumping uh, contract, but it's respectable. You know, he's playing football, m- making a very good you know making a very good living. So I'm I'm happy for him, but. He would begin the year on the physically able to perform list because he was still he was still recovering from the knee injury. Because keep in mind, you tear your ACL, your MCL, your patellar tendon. I mean, Lord knows how many other ligaments were damaged. I mean, these are probably just the major organs or slash you know whatever you call them ligaments that were damaged. But you know, Lord knows that his knee probably had to be rebuilt. But he was able to recover to play in the last preseason games, and you know. And, you know, Darren McFan was still on the non-football injury list, so it, and you know he needed that good game to actually be still be uh, 
there, but but his knee injury was just really it, 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 there was certainly some complications because the injury would just flare up because so, he would he was inactive against the ga- in the game against the Bears against the Packers and the Eagles, and you know Ezekiel Elliott, you know his rookie that was the Ezekiel Elliott's rookie year and he was emerging and amazingly during the offseason, Alfred Morris signed with the Cowboys and there was a late season return of, of McFadden so Lance Dunbar really had limited, and he finished the year with only 31 rushing yards and 122 rushing yards, uh, excuse me, receiving yards, but he didn't manage to score his first career touchdown, and quite frankly, it was long overdue. Long overdue indeed. Because, but it really, I always felt like, you know what, he doesn't, he doesn't really need to, need to score to make an impression. He's helping the team win. That, that's what's important. But scoring that game against the Chicago Bears, 31-17, that, that win, I remember, that was actually the same day Dak Prescott had, had his first career touchdown pass when it was to Des Bryant. But, you know, that game, you know, Dunbar had one carry for one yard and a touchdown. So, what a way to get your first career touchdown. But that was it. After that, it was it for him. The Cowboys apparently had moved on from Dunbar. And on March 16, 2017, he would sign a one-year deal with the L.A. Rams, which, uh, which you know, I was happy. Like, well, you know what? At least he's going he's gonna to get, get a chance to play elsewhere, so it's fine. But another knee injury, you know, landed him on the physically unable to perform list to start the 2017 season, and he was not activated until November and you know he only had 11 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown in four games and really didn't see any action that year and and on March 9th 2018 he was released from the Rams and really haven't heard anything from from him since uh from what I understand he's still a free agent so he hasn't retired yet but you know in 2019 he was actually selected in the 8th round of the 2020 XFL draft he was drafted by the Dallas Renegades but, you know, unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the season had to be canceled. You know, the, the league sus- suspended operations officially on April 10th, 2020. But but he played in all five games of the Renegades. He had 30 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. Had 26 catches for 154 yards. So, at least he was playing football again. And in the five games, you know, not the best, not the best stats, but respectable. He was playing a role. He was doing what he loves to do. He was playing football, so it was great. It certainly was. Somehow, I, I really believe Lance Starbuck's career really could have been better with the Cowboys. It's a shame that, you know, the injuries and, you know, with all these players like, you know, DeMarco Murray, you know, Joseph Reynolds, those guys kind of being ahead of him. I mean, I mean, it would have been great if he was DeMarco Murray's backup, but, but these injuries and... All these other problems, you know, really had really prevented him from doing so. But, but it's amazing that for me that Lance Dunbar was able to go one, two, three, four, five seasons with the Dallas Cowboys, and you know, in 2014 played in, in all 16 games, played 12 games in 2012, had nine in 2013, and four in 2015, 13 in 2016. So he was there quite a bit. You know, he he was there. Much when he was needed, and you know there was one time we had a punt return, which was only for four yards, which was in 2015. But you know, his kickoff duties in 2012, 
you know, it, it was very, it was fun. It was really fun to watch. So it was just amazing to see a fellow UNT graduate play for the team that I love, the Dallas Cowboys. So Lance Dunbar playing in the NFL. I mean, I was, you know, I, I never hesitated to have the opportunity to write about him in an article, which I did when I was with, when I was doing my internship with Blitz Weekly. And I told my editor that Lance Dunbar was, was seen as a dude that was never good, that was not good enough because of his size. But this dude made an impression at training camp and at preseason, and, and he gave the Dallas Cowboys a reason to sign him and to keep him on the team. He did that for several years. So that makes me think that Lance Dunbar was super underrated. I mean, even to the point where underrated is considered one major understatement. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you that Cowboys Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I hope everybody has a good day, and I will see you next time.